everybody. Welcome to the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G. I am here with Claire from Young Entrepreneurs Academy of Baton Rouge. We're going to be talking a little bit about education, about cultivating the minds of the younger generations and how they can have their eyes open to what the entrepreneurial point of life looks like and just all things schooling and what they've got going on, the events. they just started their new semester for 2021 to 2022. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to hear about that and learn Claire's involvement with it. But before we get started, a big shout out to our wonderful sponsors, Government Taco and Falaya Real Estate. Stay tuned to hear a little bit more about each of them towards the end of the show. But without further ado, Claire, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to get to uh, share about our program with you guys. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to learn more about it. I was I was introduced via, I guess, contact sharing by Brian Haldane with Talk 1073. He said, you got to have Claire on your show if you have not had her already. So I said, I'm I'm all in. Like, let's, yes, I've heard of Young Entrepreneurs Academy. I've heard about the great things that y'all got going on. Y'all had some recent publications come out about what y'all are doing and the programs that y'all are pushing out. So I'm very eager and excited to hear about it. Great. But before we get into it, I want to learn a little bit more about you, about Claire, about how you kind of got into this (laughs) role of executive director of Young Entrepreneurs Academy. So what Let's go back. What kind of a kid were you, Claire? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, um, right. Well, you know, um, my background's in education and I am a self-identified nerd. Um, self-identified? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. That. All the way back when I was a kid, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. So okay. that was uh, like probably age five. Uh, oh, so way, way back. And um, never really strayed from that path. You know, uh, that was what I wanted to do. Um, and so that's what I pursued. Got a degree in, in education and uh, another degree in education and became a teacher. Um, ultimately moved into administration. So I was an assistant principal at a school, uh, took on a principal role, uh, spent four years at a high school here in town. Um, and, uh, you know, School administration, as as I'm sure you can imagine, is is yes. a it's a very demanding job. And then you add COVID to the mix, and my gosh, it's just curveball <laughs> way out of left field. Um, and I love it. And I think you know what um, what I love most about the the field of education, right? Is is as you are you ultimately creating the future because you're cultivating the young minds, uh, the young people, and um, and I'm. Local. I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised here in Baton Rouge. And so love it's it, always been uh, uh, my goal to give back to Baton Rouge and, and to teach here and be part of this community. Um, after several years working in administration and also having kids and more kids and more kids. So um, I shared with you, I have five of my own. Um, it just became more apparent that to, to really balance and do life well, I, I couldn't remain in an administrative role. Um, and so I started looking for other opportunities where I could still work in the field of education, um, working with youth, but um, in a slightly more flexible capacity and uh, got turned on to the Young Entrepreneurs Academy just this past summer, actually, um, where they were looking for an executive director to to continue growing the program that's now been operational for four years. This is our fourth year, so three full years. We're starting our fourth year year here um, where I could continue to use some of the skills that I, you know, learned and developed as a, as a school leader to apply to the program. Um, but more than that, just to also make sure that we are truly creating learning opportunities for the students that are enrolled with us, uh, and making sure that we're reaching all of the students that are here in our, our Baton Rouge area too. And, uh, you know, because entrepreneurship is not for a certain 
type of kid. Nope. It is wide open. And we wanted to make sure that that um, opportunity was available and accessible to kids all over the area. So here I am now working uh, with YEA. Um, it's been fantastic. Met a ton of new people. Been able to work with the business community as well. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about how we we partner up with businesses, not just for sponsorship, but also for professional mentorship um, with our students, um, but also still maintain contacts at the school level. So working with teachers who refer students, um, administrators who are, are welcoming me to their campuses to, to meet with students, to tell them more about the program so that they can apply. But that's what we did this summer was recruiting. I like it. We've got... Um, almost 70 applications for students to fill a class of 24. So 24 students were just selected. (laughs) It's it's a selection process. It is. We do have a a selective admissions because, you know, we, um, well, we know that everyone has talent Mm -hmm. and everyone, you know, can, 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 can foster creativity. We also need to see the commitment because we're going to be asking these young people to do um, some pretty amazing things over the course of the year. But it takes time. It takes commitment. Uh, it takes some, in, you know, internal motivation. Um, so we do have a selection process. And we managed to narrow it down to, to 24 students uh, coming from the, so we serve the nine parish region. Okay. Uh, so we've got, I think, Four different parishes represented, 15 different schools. Wow, um, that's awesome. Sending us these 24 students who are going to be learning from each other, learning together. Um, but ultimately, over the course of the year, they'll be launching a business. So um, really? I can so dig they, into that. They, oh, wow. That's so. That ultimately right there is just incredible. You have 70 applicants and you're narrowing it down to less than half of mm-hmm. those that applied. So it's like there are kids that want to get out there and learn this different type of mindset mentality mm-hmm. from the education system. But like you said, there is a, a culling process that has to happen. Sure. I mean, there's a difference between kids that are just attending and kids that want to be there. That's right. You know, those that are actually eager and want to do, start something, whether it be their own business or collaborate with somebody and foster an idea and say, hey, let's make this into a business venture in some some way we can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know right now we're at LSU, we're in their ideation lab. And I know whenever I was here going through the entrepreneurship program, it was obvious to tell who was here just to get the credits <laughs> and who was here because they actually had a business they were working on. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's nice to hear that y'all aren't just, you know, all right, everybody come in. We'll just take applicants because it is demanding. Entrepreneurship's not easy. <laughs> no joke. And we don't, we don't uh, pretend like it's going to be easy for the students. And that's, that's part of the application process. We ask them to write essays. They have to do an interview. Um, but ultimately, you know, I'm sure, and I'm sure when you when you ask uh, visitors on your show, you know, like what got you into right. entrepreneurship? Like what was your passion? And it probably started when they were kids, yeah. you know, with, it, with the ideas that they had or, you know, odd jobs that they started doing because they wanted to earn money or they wanted to be a boss or whatever. And you, you ask kids today, you know, like, what do you want to do? And resoundingly, many of them want to own their own business because they want to be their own boss. They want the flexibility mm-hmm. it provides. They want to make money. Um but there's a lot of work that goes into that to be a successful business yes. owner. You, you can be a business owner, but can you be a successful business owner? <laughs> right. And, and do you even know what that means and what that takes? What's the difference, right? right. And so, um, you know, we have a vested interest, not just in the the education of the students that we serve, but also the 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 local economy that ultimately they're going to 
be uh, impacting through their their business involvement, whether it be as entrepreneurs or as members of the workforce mm-hmm. um, down the road. And so, um, so that's that's part of the the motivation is to say take the the natural curiosity and creativity that kids come with. They're born with it. I mean, how many kids you you know are doing lemonade stands at oh, age absolutely, hundred percent. You know, um, we sold. Fed like bird feathers when I was a kid. Like we'd go around and collect bird feathers and like sell bird feathers. Um, Yes. More on that later. (laughs) I'm intrigued. And that that was the end of my entrepreneurial career. Um, (laughs) I'm intrigued by the the, the pitch. Are you selling these as decorations? Are you selling these as fishing apparatuses? (laughs) Or are you just saying, hey, you want to buy a feather? I'm a kid. I lived around uh, the corner from Country Corner that sold snowballs. And so my motivation was, how do I have enough money to buy a snowball? (laughs) Uh, What can we do in who it was, it was are, end goal driven. Who are our sucker <laughs> neighbors who would be willing to give us a couple quarters for bird feathers? Um, but all that to say, I mean, that was a, hey, I, I, I have a goal in mind and what can I do to reach that goal? And um, we want to continue to foster that. But actually to start having them ask the questions like, how are you differentiating yourself from the other bird feather sellers of the, the right. neighborhood? You how dip are them you? in wax? They just plain feathers? <laughs> What's going to make them keep coming back for your product after you've suckered them into it once? Um, you know, obviously a little bit more... Uh, distinguished than that. But, um, but you know, we are, so we, we run all of this after school hours. So our students, so um, they're coming after a full day's worth of, that's right. of school. Okay. So yeah, this is a lot of dedication. This and is an incredible commitment. So we serve students who are um, grades eight through 12. So we've got, um, as, as young as middle schoolers all the way up through 12th graders who are starting to think about college and, you know, are applying oh, to. So, so age eight, through 12th grade. No, no, no. Eighth graders. Eighth okay, graders. Eighth not, graders. not age eight. Got it. Got that it. would I be was, real tough. I was like, man, that's. No, but they're, <laughs> you know, they're 13. Um, yeah. So. I, um, I started my entrepreneurial career at 11. There you go. So. And and many of these, they've, they're coming to us with ideas they already have generated or maybe businesses they've already started to, uh, to incredible. get off the ground. Um, and what we do is, so starting in September, um, they, they come to classes every Wednesday. We're here at LSU in the, the College of Business. Um. And we partner up with instructors from the school and some local entrepreneurs to, to teach the classes. Um, and what they do is they're learning. They start off with, you know, what is the, the entrepreneurial journey? What does that process look like? Um, what are the mindsets that you need to have and cultivate? How do you start distinguishing between ideas and opportunities? Um, and then once you start to actually see an opportunity and find that it might be a feasible business idea, putting it together in a really robust plan that looks at, you know, again, competitive differentiation and what do we need to budget for? How are we going to make money? How are we going to get money to get it to started? How are we going to sell it? How are we going to produce it? What's the product? What's the service? You know, all of those things. Um, we make it a little bit more interesting too and fun because we got to keep yeah, teenagers engaged engage and <laughs> active and still wanting to come back. Yep. And so, um, and this is where I'm hoping to be able to continue to, to, uh, to grow the program is, um, but we are, we partner up with, uh, some local startups that are willing to host us for field trips. Oh, so excellent. go and see their businesses and how they've, they've started and grown and hear their stories. Um, we bring in a number of guest speakers. So people who are willing to come and talk about their story, um, that's you know the great thing about our area is is it's ripe for new business yes because we we love creativity here and we're so culturally motivated um, that you know new things can pop up 
frequently, you know, whether it's in the food industry or the arts or, um, you know, service oriented, there's, there's just lots of new startups I think happening all the time. And we and, have, and a, we're eager to support them. Yes. And so, um, so I have, I've had no trouble finding guest speakers, people who are willing to come in and tell their story, uh, partly to share the challenges that they encountered. Some of the things, Hey, I wish I knew this before I started this. I mm -hmm. wish I had, um, you know, learned more about something that I didn't know. You know, I had this strength, but I didn't address my weakness and, and it became challenging, but to also talk about the, the joys of the successes. Um, it's a good opportunity for them to get their word out too, you know, uh, yeah. hey, same look, way like you are. <laughs> maybe, maybe you want to come and talk about, you know, or come visit my, my office of operations. We're looking for creative people. We're looking for right. intrapreneurial people, you know, in, entrepreneurial within the business organization because right. Right. they want those good ideas. And they also can see those, you know, young individuals at an early age mm -hmm. and capture them before they're really, you know, going down a path of, I want to do this. I want to do that. They can say, Hey, look, if you want to come work for us, you can come work for us. You get a job. We know y'all are eager and motivated. Yes. We want you within our workforce. Right. We want you on our team. Right. And that's, that's one of our ultimate goals too, right? All of our students are going to develop a business. They will launch it by the end of the year. Um, so they have to develop and launch a business by the end of the semester. So the end of the year. So we run okay. year long. So we're oh, September so two, through so, okay, April. Mm -hmm. So again, it's a, it's a big commitment. It's a full-time commitment. And uh, so when they're here, they start to work on that business plan. Um, by, let's see, January, they're filing it with the Secretary of State's office. Um, they are starting to prepare their pitch for our community pitch investor panel, um, similar to Shark Tank. They're going to be up, you know, standing up and, and delivering a prepared presentation about why they should invest in their business. And they will earn seed funding for it. Um at that event. Okay. And, uh, and then they, you know, start to get ready for how that's going to look beyond that. And then, you know, they graduate in April from our program. Uh, but we don't stop there. We actually do continuing education for our graduates as well. Um, in fact, we've got one this week, uh, that, that'll be, you know, a little bit more about, well, recently they did more about like growing their brand. This one is going to be about professional networking. You know, it's not what you know, Which, who you know. Right. It's, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so, you know, we're continuing to help them to cultivate whatever business that they've been working on, or they may have decided, you know what, that was, that was a good project. I learned the process. Maybe this isn't really as much of a passion area as I thought, or I'm going to spend time prioritizing, mm -hmm. but they've learned the skills. They've learned the process. Um, and even if they never go on to run their own business, they're going to be like great employees. Oh yeah. They'll make great employees to one day be executives. Absolutely. Corporations, Absolutely. large and small, or even be able to partner up with someone who had a great idea. You know, yeah. That's another great yeah. thing, which I'm sure y'all are seeing is that kids may come in without an idea and say, no, I just, I've got this skill. And someone say, well, great, I need your skill right. to, to build my brand, to build my company. That's so exactly that I'm right. sure is just absolutely incredible to watch them recognize that yep. and say, oh, I don't need the idea. I just got to help somebody with <laughs> like their implement idea. theirs, right? Exactly. Well, and we do. We we um, we promote partnership in our program too. So several of our students will end up pairing up and launching a business together. One of them might call themselves the CEO, and the one's the CFO. You know, kind of depending on you, their skill set. Um, you need everyone's skills. Yep. And uh, and so that'll be fun as we you know again we are we're just getting into the journey for this particular school year. We've graduated three classes already, so we have sixty students who have already graduated from our program who are in many ways, CEOs of their own businesses. Um, you know, some of them are actually getting the product started. Um, you might start hearing from them, hey, <laughs> having them on your show. Look, if you're an, you know? if you're an alumnus of, <laughs> of Young Entrepreneurs Academy, yeah, reach out to the Patty G Show. We'd love, I'd love to chat with you. So of, of the 60, how many have created viable businesses that are still ongoing today? 
Okay, that's a good question that I can't deliver a stat for you <laughs> on the spot. But you know what? I'd love to follow up with you on that yeah. um, to be able to share out some of the stories. Um, like, do they? Do some of them like like message back to you and yes, say, "Hey, thank yes. you so very much. I'm doing stuff. This is it's what ma- we're doing. I'm happening. Yep. That's yep. awesome." Yep. I mean, I can give you two quick examples. We had, you know, one student who is um, creating a like an environmentally friendly water bottle. Um, so thinking about, you know, the impact of, of reusable water bottles, but not, but going beyond just the water bottle, but other, uh, the straw and the utensils and all packaged together. Um, that product should be going to launch within the next few months. Um, so something that he, you know, not only came up with the concept for, but is, you know, been working with production designers and, uh, you know, getting the prototype ready and getting it into production mode. He's starting to think about how do I get this message out that it's available for purchase, you know? Right. Um, and then so, working with like trademarking and patents absolutely. and all that stuff. Are y'all linked also like with the LSU trademark and patent office? We have, have connections with okay. all of, you know, a, a number of different, um, departments here on campus. Um, we work with the innovation park as well. Um, we're actually going to visit the Louisiana tech park this week, you know, so thinking of all the different ways that we can connect our students to people in the community who are already doing this type of work or can help give them a little guidance on where to go next as well. And and that ultimately is, like you said, the networking aspect of it. Correct. Educating the kids on who is the people you need to know, who are the people you need to know in the community right. and what businesses are already doing something that they can latch on and leverage, mm-hmm. and, you know, the tech park, the innovation park, you mm-hmm. know, LSU entrepreneurship department here, right. they're all doing these things and wanting kids and people to come in and, you know, Hey, we've got these resources, we've got these teams yep. and it's putting them in front of their faces and these organizations to actually utilize the resources and just take advantage of them and to grow something that's truly incredible. Yep. We've even had um, connections with the, uh, the foodie, lab here yes the, 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 like the food, food entrepreneurship lab, yes. yep um and i imagine that we'll probably need to make some connections this year because i've been a number of students who are interested in uh food-based industries like baking uh Absolutely. you know coming up with products that are related to that and so you know we want to lean on the resources that already exist to to leverage the work that they're doing um which is the fun part and and part of my job too is helping oh, them yeah. make those connections and, and so. i mean like you said the connections especially in, you know, the entrepreneurial world is everything. Mm-hmm. Like you have to know people because you're never going to be the smartest person in the room, <laughs> no. but you better know the per- the smartest person right. in the room. Or, or recognize your own strengths mm-hmm. um, and also what your weaknesses are so that you can find the people to fill in the gaps. Um, so that's another area that we we have uh, been working heavily on this week actually is for every student business that is developed, we partner them up with at least one mentor who over the course of about six weeks in the middle of the program, is going to work for 90 minutes at a time, six different sessions, providing professional guidance on the development of their business plan um, or the financial aspect of their business plan, both, depending on who you are, if you can do both (laughs) of those things. Um, And so we're still working a little bit to find those uh, volunteers from the business community to help Mm -hmm. make sure that our students are getting good guidance, um, helping them think about the challenges they need to anticipate, asking those good guiding questions so that they're, you know, narrowing down the, the scope of their business or, uh, you know, the, the reality or feasibility of some of the things that they want to do. And, you know, we want them to go through those processes and think about it now because this isn't a simulation. It's, it's not. <laughs> Entrepreneurship is not anywhere near a simulation yeah. because in order to know if it's successful, you have to test it in the market. Mm-hmm. You know, you can pitch it in the classroom all day, every day. You can perfect everything. But until you get in front of that customer yep. or in front of that potential investor, you don't know if it's going to play out. 
because the investors aren't <laughs> investing with monopoly dollars. You know, they're investing right. with their money. They know what works and what doesn't work. And if they can recognize an opportunity to put their money in and earn revenue off of, then yeah, they're going to invest. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to say, look, this will work in a perfectly simulated world, <laughs> then they're just going to raise their hand and say, all right, what about COVID? Right, Next right. Question. Here's like, the question. Yeah. Right. So starting to prepare the students, you know, so that starts early with, with fine tuning their business ideas, um, but then also get, putting them into some practice situations to pitch in front of each other. We do a mock panel before they even pitch to the you know, actual panel of investors so that they get, you know, readied for the types of questions that are going to challenge them, make them have to come prepared for those, you know, typically financial questions. Um, they want to know where the dollars are coming in and when they're going out. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, that's complex stuff. Yeah, it, it was having to know the numbers <laughs> off your head is complex yep. stuff. Yep. Because that's their main, one of their main concerns is great. How many, what are your sales? Yeah. You know, how many people have you talked to? How many people said they would buy once it came to market? You know, and you've got you to be able to know all that just as well as being able to sell them on why your product is the next right. thing. Right. And you know, too, um, that's the the balance of entrepreneurship. Like, you might be really good at coming up with the product idea, but you know, like to also be the face of your product, to also, you know, understand, um, right, how to connect with potential investors, how to connect with your customers. Like, those are all different types of soft skills mm -hmm. um, that not everyone comes equipped with, but everyone can learn how to grow in them. And so we, we work on those too. There's lots of practice opportunities for them to, to make those connections, to grow those interpersonal skills, to grow those presentation skills. So it's all rolled into our curriculum. Our students are getting all of that formation. Um, and we're going to continue to, to sharpen what we're doing with them so that, you know, by the time that they graduate with us, they are they're solid. They're rock solid. That's they're incredible. Gonna be running the city, the world. <laughs> so that 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 would alone would just be absolutely huge to have someone from Baton Rouge go through the program and then be running the world, right? Right, right. That would just like be the ult <laughs> the ultimate win for Young Entrepreneurs Academy in Baton Rouge. Yep. Just having that success story behind it. Mm -hmm. You know, and how do you have y'all dealt with like students who maybe are harder to grasp the concepts than others? And it's like, you know, okay, you need that extra push or at some point, do they just walk away from the program recognizing it's not for them? Or do you kind of force them to stay for the year? No. So we, we have had rare instances where a student hasn't matriculated fully through. And part of that is the strength of our selection process. You mm -hmm. know, so we do kind of go through those scenarios of where they might get challenged, whether it's like schedule conflicts, you know, uh, it's our, our, we've had athletes come through, right. And they're, they're having to balance the sports seasons. It's Which is very tough. demanding it's very tough. and making them check with coaches in advance. You know, Hey, if you want to do this, like, is your football coach going to let you off of practice in time to get to LSU for five o'clock on Wednesdays, you know? And, <laughs> and if the ones who are committed and really want, they go through that process ahead of time and they make it work. And, and luckily the schools we've worked with for the most part have been very accommodating to recognizing the opportunity that this is for their students. Um, that it's a win-win to support them right. in both avenues. So um, been in touch with like number of principals this week, letting them know, Hey, congratulations. We have a student from your school who's participating. And, um, and that's a big deal, you know, so they're wanting a spotlight that for their community because it's highly selective and it might just yeah. be one from their school who's participating this year. You know, well, nice. we have 15 different schools represented. So it's and with what only 24 people. I that's mean, right. That's almost one from each school. That's right. And a handful so, of them probably have two or three. That's it. Yep. I think we have the most four is the most we have from any one school, but they're not even from the same grade level. So they didn't necessarily know each other before coming into the program. So, and that's also incredible too, is that it's a, it's a diverse network of mm -hmm. individuals and young people. It's not just all from, you know, one school or two schools. Nope. 
it's from across, you know, we said it was nine parishes. Right. So cover. we serve the nine parish area. I think this year we might only have four parishes actually represented, but we've got them from public school, charter school, private school, virtual school. Do uh, you have any homeschoolers? Not this year, but we have okay. in the past. We have in the All past. Right. And we, right. we've, we've had some, you know, some of those homeschool con uh, networks have, uh, have we've been in contact with too. So, and you know, look, this is a yearly, a yearly program. So we're going to be looking to start recruiting for our next batch Right, right know, after this. Right so, after, and it's, yeah. it's only one one year for the right. students. They don't come back for multiple years. Correct. So okay. once they've gone through the program, once they are our graduates and they're in our graduate program at that point in time and can access all of those workshops that we provide for them at their discretion. So they're available. That's so. incredible. So the, the mentor process... Is that also extremely selective or is it more of who was willing to volunteer at this point? Um, I, I, um, yes, yes. We, you know, we do want to meet with mentors. So if somebody reaches out and says, hey, I heard about your program, I would love to participate. I'm going to want to talk to them, hear a little bit about what what makes you equipped for this. Like what is your experience in entrepreneurship or, or running a business or giving, you know, financial advisement to a business. Um, sometimes it's like, hey, you know, Patrick, you know somebody and now I know you. If you say they're good, they're they're good. Um, right. Because, you know, we, you know what we're looking for, but we're, we're trying to also, um, ramp up our mentor support this year too. So in order for them to feel like they can really give everything that they have to give to the students and can do it successfully, mm -hmm. we're, we're putting together an orientation and some ongoing support for the mentor. So again, kind of at their discretion if they want it. So if you're someone who maybe hasn't worked with young people in the past, like <laughs> managerial experience, but it's all adults, you know, and now right. I'm going to say, Oh, I'm going to partner you with a 14 year old girl, you know, <laughs> like, uh, can you help? <laughs> and, and we have some support for that too. And, um, in fact, one of our, you know, veteran mentors is, uh, offering to help with some additional mentor support. So building our own that's, network that's of even professionals yeah. within, you know, the organization where they can network with one another too, and start to support each other's businesses, because it is for the most part, entrepreneurs who are helping and so yeah it's, and within that you're building a community within and of itself right, you right. know so you're going to have not only graduates but you've got the mentors, mentors. coming in meeting other mentors right, right and then maybe they could collaborate down the road right. or say hey look why don't we go in together before the pitch competition and just invest in this person's business sure. because we see it we love it and it's also as an entrepreneur you want to be able to pass on what you have right you want to yeah. be able to pass on the skills and the that you've learned along the way building your company and being able to do that in a mentor role is huge. Yeah. And from a young perspective, from a young student's perspective, like having been throughout those years myself and not having, you know, like a system where I can lean on or call to say, Hey, I'm just running into this trouble. Right. Can you help me out? You know, five, 10 minutes. Can we just chat and get it and, you know, work through this, having the ability to call on someone during this year and even after is huge. Sure. Because it's, it's an invaluable experience that they have that they've gained for 20, 30, 15, 10, however long the years are, that you're just coming into this brand yeah. new, that you don't have to make those same mistakes. Right, and you get it you get it kind of handed to you. Well, and on top of that, I mean, how, uh, how many times have you encountered a, a something in your business you didn't anticipate and you're like, oh, now I need... I need a, a, a tax attorney. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are taxes? I don't, you know, I, I, that's, you know, that where you can lean on your mm -hmm. professional network, be like, who do you use? Or, oh, you know what? I met somebody who's another mentor with YEA, you know, who, who I'm going to go ahead and call up and be like, Hey, can you do this? Or do you know someone in your company who does? And so that type of networking also, um, for support. Cause you know, then you don't have to just like Google. <laughs> well, yeah. And taxes then, help me. <laughs> so. ta tax attorney, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you've already vetted them through the, the mentor process. Right. And, you know, so now you're able to provide 
almost expert level experience to people without them having to go out and find it. You say, oh, you need an attorney? Great. Go we'll talk to this person. Right. Oh, you need someone in the food in the food industry? Go talk to this right. person. Right. And then eventually, I mean, y'all are four years into it. I'm sure you've already seen a massive network has grown from it. For but sure. then over the years, it's just compounding on itself to where now you've got anything and everything. You're the center and the hub for, got for kids to come through mm-hmm. and start a business and be able to meet connections with people in manufacturing across seas <laughs> or people in manufacturing up, you know, around the country that they don't have to go and spend hours on Google researching. Figuring this out. Like some of us had to do whenever we were going through that. <laughs> At least you had Google. <laughs> yes. I, Google and Facebook were key. Well, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn was also huge in sourcing. I sourced a manufacturer from LinkedIn overseas and was like ordering products and oh developing stuff with samples. It was wonders with the internet and social media. Well, this would be an example. You know, we had a graduate who is developing a product that is um, – is is solar energy based, right? How about that? Tenth grader building a product that is solar en- okay. like built, you know, relying on solar energy, uh, without giving away too much about her particular product. But you know, she's she's graduated and and reached out like I need help with the prototyping. Can you connect us? And and we could like we could find a wow. person with solar energy expertise, or at least somebody who knew enough to be able to give guidance on how to help her take next steps with that. That's the type of level of connections that we've been able to build because of just the the strength of uh, the support of the business community here in town and just the networks that have uh, branched out because of because of good people connecting yeah. us with good people. So um, so that that's a pretty cool example of like, well, number one, I was like, what? <laughs> 15 year old rocking the solar energy product. Like, and that's really, their minds are incredible. It's like the endless imagination. They see how one product works and then, well, how can I transpose this into something else? Right. Right. And you know, that's honestly something we do terribly as adults is we limit our own thinking because we start to doubt. We start to see the barriers before we even come up with the solutions. Um, and, and kids don't do that. And, it, and if we don't put those limits on them early and we just let them okay. say, like, come up with the most outrageous idea you can think of, like, who's to say you can't? Well, OK, right. we'll help you fine tune it, but we're not going to tell you it's a like it's impossible. Like nothing's impossible. And that's 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 100 percent right. I mean, how many businesses would not have been started had someone told them, oh, yeah, it's impossible. That's crazy. Right. I mean, Amazon <laughs> started selling books in a garage and now they sell the world. <laughs> the, literally the world. Well, that's, you know, those are, those are some of the things too that we will be working with the students on is not just, um, not just growing their own business, but how to foster that like creativity and, and positivity uh, and encourage others. So as activities we'll have the students doing is, you know, giving an idea and it might be as simple as, oh, we're going to tell you to go sit outside for 10 minutes and just observe for opportunities. Like where do you see an opportunity that might pop up from something, maybe a, an irritant or a, a solution that hasn't been, and come up with ideas. And then we're helping the other students properly give feedback for that. You know, ask ask the probing questions, um, tell why you think it's a good idea or, or what you wonder about it, but giving them also the the kind of the tools to, to be inquisitive about that too, so that they can sharpen each other's tools. So yeah, yeah it's part of, part of the classes. So which is, I mean, getting all those kids together to spark creativity, I'm sure it's just a blast to see that start to <laughs> all of them gel towards like halfway through the semester or the first, you're the first semester and they're just all knowing each other, they're yep. working together outside of it. But I mean, teaching them also at such a young age, the amount of time commitment mm-hmm. it takes mm-hmm. to build a successful business, to build a successful brand, they're not 
you know, oh, I can still play all the sports. I can still do all the things, go to the movies on the weekends and then just build you know, build this company on the side. It's like, well, no, Might you, be. you can't. Right. Or, or if you do, you're going to take four times as long as you right. would have if you just stuck stuck with your guns and actually built it and fleshed it out. Well, or at least recognize the scale that mm-hmm. you you might have some limits of scale because yeah. of that. If you do want to make it a side project, okay, but like it'll go only <laughs> go yeah. this far. You, you're only putting stands, in this much time. Only going to do one day if you're there for one right. day. <laughs> but that's you know again that's part of some of the um, like testimonials we we want to bring in from our from our guests and people who have have gone through this journey who maybe said like oh this started as just maybe a, a side project a hobby I had that then took off and like lo and behold it's now my full-time job. Like, yeah. you know, I quit, I quit my day job to do my, my dream job. And and now this is what it is. And you know, that's, that's real. That's real too. We hear that a lot. Oh, hundred percent. Um, I mean, I've countless guests on here. have told me it started as their side job mm-hmm. and it became their full-time job. Right. But time and time again, it was always, yeah, it was my side job for five, six, seven years, eight years, maybe a decade even. And then it became my full-time job. And probably took that kind of leap of either like making a big investment of like a financial investment in yourself that you had to kind of jump for or, um, or like taking the leap and quitting a job to dedicate more time to it. Yes. And that's, that's hard, but we, we, we want to try and prepare them for those scenarios down the road too. You know, hopefully they're not going to quit school. <laughs> not yet, but you know, right. um, Fin- finish it out, finish the finish going through high school and everything. For sure. But you know, I'm, I've, um, you know, I've been working at a school and for schools that are college prep, college prep. And, um, and certainly there is a lot of value to a college degree. Um, but we can also recognize that, you know, co- a college degree in and of itself is not the end goal. And, uh, that, that type of robust and rigorous learning doesn't have to wait until college. Right. And it may not even be necessary. And I hesitate to say that because I don't want kids to blow off the idea of college thinking that I'm going to hit it big when I'm 18 and, and start this job. But if you're just going to college to get a degree to get a degree, or you think that the college degree is going to be the only ticket that gets you somewhere, it, it's more than that. And there, there's more opportunities than that. Yes. And it's like exactly like you said, giving them the ability to recognize that a degree is only what it is. It's a, it's a degree. You know, I say that I got the pair degree in entrepreneurship and accounting at LSU and we're here at LSU, you know, a great university and nothing against, you know, right. a college degree that's, it is needed in some situations, but it is not the end all be all, mm-hmm. right? You know, even going back for additional education, again, it is not the end all be all. There are other ways, alternative ways that you can still become extremely successful, wildly successful mm-hmm. without having those degrees and even going halfway through and realizing the degree program is not something you're going to finish because what you're working on or who you've met, interacted with is the path you want to go. Right. You know, I tell kids, which is probably not a good advocacy for that university, is use, use college as a time of networking. Well, meet your peers. Meet your professors. Learn your professors' names. Go to their office hours. Pull out as much information as you can from the system while you're here. And really, if you're in business school or you're in the entrepreneurship program and you have guest lecturers come in, Ask them to go to like coffee afterwards, <laughs> like just meet and talk to as many people as you can to get all the different sides of right. how they see life, how you can see life and just how their opportunities are wildly different than yours. And also maybe even a little insight into, oh, wait, you didn't graduate college and you're wildly successful. Now I'm not going to graduate college and then go play, you know, video games or just kind of goof off for four years. Right. But you were working while you were at LSU, while you were at a university. Maybe I should be working while I'm at a university, you know, getting that experience as well. What are those other avenues? Right. Exactly. Well, and and ultimately all the things you just said are all 
opportunities to learn, Mm -hmm. you know, right? So, I mean, you go to college or you go to any school to learn. Um, I think, and this is, again, one of my background in education, like learning happens in a variety of forms. A traditional classroom setting is just one of many, many, many. And so, you know, our program is really kind of busting up the mold of like all learning has to take place in a classroom. Like, absolutely not. Sure, there's going to be some time for lecture in our class. Right. They've got to know basic terminology to be able to talk the talk. But the experiential process of, you know, actually writing the business plan, actually going to the startups and seeing, you know, where they went from garage to franchise, you know, Mm -hmm. all over the country or, you know, back of napkin (laughs) courtside, you (laughs) know, whatever it is, right. Um, that, you know, that that's experiential, they're learning. Um, and I think it's something that, you know, hopefully schools start to take note of too, right. And, and in this, COVID environment, everything we've experienced where the traditional system of schooling was just there's, blown there's, to bits. There's no more traditional. It's how do we make this work? It's, it's time to rethink, and we need to be doing everything we can to rethink how we are setting students and children up for success in the long run, um, what skills, what tools, what resources we're giving to them in a variety of ways. And so, um, again, you know, we're we're wanting to make sure that this program is is known to, to people so that, you know, as students start to, to get to the ages where they're eligible for the program, the teachers that work at schools, the administrators, counselors know that we exist and that we are available to any student who's coming with the mindset, with the curiosity and the mm-hmm. creativity and the commitment um, and the willingness to learn um, that, you know, we, we could be an option for them and that it's not, you know, we there is a tuition involved. We have tons of scholarship money we make available to students, anyone, so that that's never going to be a barrier for them. Right. Um, because yeah, the, you know, the entrepreneur, the entrepreneur comes from any, any demographic, any, all backgrounds. any demographic. And yeah. so, uh, we want to make sure that we are, we're, we're reaching to all of them and, and an option for, for any kid who wants to come through. Yeah. And having teachers, I mean, you're able to recognize, I mean, I know you, and your teaching experience can recognize the children who are just a little bit different than the sure. rest. Those out of the box thinkers. The out of the box thinkers, you know, like, yes, they ask you a question on an exam and you read the answer and you're like, that's, that's nowhere near the technical answer, but I see where you're coming right. from. I think about the ones who, um, often get out of class more than they're in class, right? Like right. they figured out all the ways to like not to be in class, but yet somehow are still successful in your class just enough. And it's those, again, they, they're, they're really creative. They're, they're, they're creative <laughs> and you can see what they're doing with, with their time. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're either, I mean, out, I was in high school, I was selling milk to a homeschool family because we had dairy goats okay. and we had extra milk, Sure, you know? And I was like, all right, I got extra milk, extra eggs. That's what I'm doing. I'm bringing it. I was bringing to class like cartons of eggs and, you know, <laughs> gallons of milk and selling them in class. Opportunity. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Some people learn about physics or something, whatever the subject was. As long as you can regurgitate it for a test, right? That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Memorization and then regurgitate onto a piece of paper. Uh, no, I think at least I can say we're, we're moving away from a lot of that in the, the education <laughs> landscape, but it's again this this very hands-on learning that our students are getting through the academy um, that hopefully are going to make them successful in their ventures, whether it be this this business that they launch through our program or something in the future, um, because they will understand you know how to to see the difference between again an idea and an, a real opportunity, how to differentiate themselves, how to um, how to set up a personal brand, you know, like yeah. I, I am this, like people are not just buying my product. They're buying from me and knowing how right. to represent yourself on why, our platforms. Why are they buying from me? 
Yeah. You know, is it something I'm doing? Is it something a product's doing? Or is it just that they want to see me succeed? What is it, right? But recognizing what it is and, and capitalizing on it. And um, I'm, I think often about, you know, our uh, kind of this new world that we're we're going to be facing with the NIL deals with athletes and, and um, helping them, right? It's, there's got to be people helping them understand how to represent themselves. It's just not necessarily your star athletes who are going to be the most it's, lucrative it, yeah. uh, I mean, deal any, makers. Any and every athlete, whether they're successful on or off the field, can come down to that personal brand mm -hmm. and educating them on how important that is from every second you're on the field court room or off. Right. What you you're know, saying in the interviews afterwards, what you're putting on your social media channels. How you're interacting with kids in your classes. Yeah, yeah. Like, do, are you the one that walks in and everybody goes, oh, athlete, you know, ABC mm -hmm. is here and they just snap the whole course, mm -hmm. you know, and then you end up with one of them tweeting a picture of it then it gets out there right. and your sponsors are like, why, why are you doing this? Right. We're paying you money to get an education and play the sport, you know, at this amateur level. What's, what's, what's happening? Right. You know, and stop that before it happens. And then you want the, you know, what is good press? How valuable is good press? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it only takes one, one, uh, little, little blip to undo a whole lot of good. So, but we, we're not going to go too much into that with our program, but it is something that we'll at least touch on so that they understand kind of the, um, the impact that personal brand can have, not just their right. company brand. Though, speaking of their company brand, like we, that's one thing that they get through the program. They, they get professionally branded uh, company logos. and, oh, and that's incredible. And, right. We work with a number of graphic designers who volunteer their, their time and expertise to, um, to create an image or a logo or a brand for the businesses um, based on the student's uh, guidance, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll right. give they, them some they, details. They've got, they've like, got it in their brain. Yeah. We're going to like progressive or classic, something modern or a little more, you know, retro vibe, what colors they like, who they're, you know, catering towards. And then the professionals come up with a, something that represents that. And then they have it, you know, to use in the future. And so, um, that's a pretty valuable resource Absolutely. that they get to walk away with, um, at the end of the program. So put it on their business cards, you know, whatever they're going to use it for, but yeah, if a, if, a, if a freshman or junior or sophomore in high school comes out and they give you a business card yeah. out of the gate with a professionally designed logo, you're like, like okay, okay, I'll listen. I'll listen to what you have to say. <laughs> Tell me more about this. Yeah, right. what, what is what is this feather business you speak of? <laughs> so probably you know we're not going to uh, try to promote the feather business so much here, but you know there's there's all sorts of like jewelry, um, right? That that's going to be built on nature so who knows maybe if i went back to feather collecting maybe could launch something very maybe different. so <laughs> so with the with that dynamic of these students being such at a young at such young age how can kind of parents keep an eye out or maybe not i guess influence their kids to think outside that box more from a younger age to mm. say hey look you know how can from the parents perspective be more encouraging saying look you don't have, maybe you don't have to go to college but Check out, you know, YEA first before yeah. you, before you write <laughs> off college, you're like, I'm not going to college. I'm being an entrepreneur. Why don't you go to this program or speak to these people right. just so you can maybe cultivate your brain a little bit more to thinking that way and they can help you out a little bit. What would you say like the parents who have a child that they can see is clearly this is their thing. not, not yeah. the normal mold and they're going to go off and do something entirely different, entirely creative. Yeah. So because our, you know, our students are still in school, we do make sure that we're keeping our parents in the loop of everything that's happening too. So they're included on all of our, our uh, communication channels. So they're getting to see the process happening and unfolding as we go as well. Um, 
we try to put a lot of that out on social media too, so that, you know, the general public can see kind of the processes that we're going through. But, um, I think for, for parents and speaking as a parent, you know, one way they can really foster the like productive mindset towards, uh, entrepreneurship or, or whatever their future lies is, is just make them like narrate what's happening in their own worlds. Right. Like if I'm, my kids are asking me to buy things, uh, for them, like I stop and make sure that they understand like where money comes from, you know, like <laughs> right. this plastic card is not magic. Like yeah, there's where, no tree in the backyard what, that's growing money. What, where is this money actually coming from and how, you know, why, if I want more money, I either have to work more, work differently, you know, work somewhere else, whatever it is. And so how you do know, those kinds of things that at a, even at a very young age, it's not just about like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to own my business so I can be my boss and nobody can tell me what to do anymore. Cause that, that's very alluring <laughs> to a kid, right? Like <laughs> I don't want anyone else to boss me around. So that's I'm going right. to own my own business. And until you tell them, yes, but you but, have customers. Well, and, and then you have <laughs> to boss yourself, you know, will boss you around. <laughs> that is so true. And then those are things we even talk about too. Like you're never, you're never really your own right, boss. Right. Yeah. You're beholden to somebody and something. Um, but you know, that's, that's things that parents can help that kids to start to understand now and, and, and thinking and, and helping them to see the hard work too. So like if you're, you're, um, if you are, uh, going to small businesses, you're shopping, you know, local and shopping small businesses and making that really clear, like, right. We're going to, we're going to, uh, Red Stick Reads to go buy our books and not to Barnes and Noble. No, no offense, Barnes and Noble, but you know, what, but making we might you know articulate that choice specifically yeah. to say like, hey, you know what? The we, importance of supporting we, small businesses. We want to make sure that you know this business thrives and that they do really well, and we love that they make it really personal for us too. And like, if you say I want a book like this, they're going to find something for you, or they're going to order it for you, and that's that's a big deal. And we like and we know their names, you know, as opposed to yeah, you could go to Barnes and Noble, you can find lots of things, but nobody there is going to ask about you when you come back. Yeah, no one's going to ask. How's your family doing? You know? like, How's oh, your small business? Hey, did doing? you read the second book of that series that you bought the last time you were here? You know those mm -hmm. kinds of things. Um, you know, coffee shops like where we choose to 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 get our you know lattes from. Um, but those are all ways that parents can start if they see that spark in their child can start to foster the thinking and and the questioning and and some of the learning too. But um, no, I would I, I would also just encourage them never to never to discount like the don't don't predict the path. Right. So, right. uh, it could be, they, they very well could start their own business. Don't, don't poo poo that idea. That could be a great idea, but also let them know that there's lots of different ways that they can go about learning and they could explore all of them. Exactly. And like you said, it's not classroom learning is that one element of learning. There's so many other varieties of learning and educating right. not only kids, but adults, you know, <laughs> Hey, if you want to have a career switch, you know, maybe look in the entrepreneurial world, but we're okay. starting to get towards the end of the show Yeah, and we have a set list of questions we like to ask people. All right. And the first is, what is something you did as a kid you wish you could still do today? Ooh. <laughs> Despite my thriving sales of feathers. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I honestly, though, I think being willing to um, let, like, spontaneity or divergent thinking still be factors in decision-making. You know, I, I, I like got into, that. like, practical adulthood and everything is very calculated and, and risk managed and, you know, planned. And I mean, I think I spent 30 minutes just uh, organizing my calendar before this, you know, like <laughs> who has practices when, where, you know, and that's very important though. Well, uh, what dinner are we going to plan based on when we have to be here or there, you know, but uh, going back to, you know, as a child, it was, it was very much it like, whatever you want to have do. an idea, go with it. 
you know, I want to do this, let's do it. And, and, you know, not limiting that thinking. Um, yeah, I wish I let myself do that more often. I love that. Yeah. That I think we could all use a little bit of a break every now and again yeah. from just such a structured, you know, tiered so approach for everything, so you know, responsible. every penny's accounted for, you know, mostly doing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But what are three lessons you've kind of learned along the way? You know, you've been in a, a teaching role mm-hmm. from a, a general, you know, classroom setting to then becoming, you know, assistant principal to then principal to yeah. now being executive director, teaching entrepreneurs, <laughs> you know, you're not teaching, you know, science, you know, not teaching math, you're teaching entrepreneurs how to possibly run their own business now. So yeah. you've had a wide variety over your career. What kind of have you picked up along the way? Maybe three little lessons. All right. All right. Um, hmm. So I think it's still, um, I still like to focus on like keeping the end in mind, right? What's the outcome? What are the goals for the outcome? And Mm -hmm. so whether that be a lesson plan in a classroom, whether it's, you know, what's a in goals for a school, right? Uh, Big metrics that you're measuring, or it's how do we make sure that this program is really successful and rigorous and um, efficient and effective and that we're reaching a diverse group of students across the nine parish area. You know, it's the outcome, thinking about what the learning outcomes are at the end and keeping those at the front. So planning with the end in mind. I like it. I definitely would want to carry, keep carrying that forward and plan too, because that's how I think. Um, Entrepreneurs as well. Yeah. Plan with the end in mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess so. But it, it's a, it's a different path and you know, my background's really history and English, so I would not call myself an entrepreneur, but that maybe is my second lesson is, um, is, is the more I've learned about the entrepreneurial mindset and some of those skills and, um, competencies, the more I can see applying them even to my own experience. So while I'm no longer you know, school-based as a school administrator, um, I have opportunities to consult for schools as an independent contractor, you know, and right. what, what actually do I need to start thinking about if that could be a, could that be a business, you know, could that be something that, um, you, but it, but if I were going to do that, like really being, being mindful and intentional with how, how I create those opportunities for myself. And so, um, that's definitely a learning takeaway that I'm, I'm actually learning as I go through this process too. Um, and, Oh, you're making me come up with a third one. Um, yeah, I think, you know, entrepreneurship is hard. and but <laughs> Recognizing how hard it is. It is hard, but it's also, it, there are things you can learn. I think that there's some innate dispositions that people have to come to the table with. Mm-hmm. But there's also, there, there are skills that can be learned. So, you know, if you come with the curiosity, you've got uh, the ability to, to think innovatively, then you can learn the other competencies to be successful, even if you you aren't necessarily super organized or, or financially minded or, you know, understand marketing. You can learn those things. Right. There, there are stepping stones that you can take along the yeah. way and be taught yeah. as you kind of go down the path. Yeah. So I guess it's all about learning. <laughs> but it's very important, though. Yeah. You know, you don't just dive in feet first and hope, you know, right. you, there's a bottom. <laughs> you you got to have some type of an idea as to where you're going to go and yep. what you're going to do and how the outcome will be, but then also recognizing it's an always learning process yep. throughout your life. That's a, that is true. I love so, it. There you go. So what is something you love about Baton Rouge? Oh, gosh. Lots, really. I mean, I have pretty much every day there's something I grind my teeth at, too, but um, <laughs> that's only because I love it so much, right? That's right. Um, we love it here. I think um, – you know what I think what I love the most is I think I think I think family 
right? My family is all here and I grew up here and we're, you know, generations back Baton Rouge, but it's not just like family, but your friends become family because it's like one degree of separation. I'm pretty sure if I, if we talked long enough, we know somebody in common, one, you know, at least one person in common. Brian Halding. Yeah. There you go. We've already got that. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't take long, but that's pretty much any case. Like anybody I talk to, it's like, we maybe are just meeting. We're going to find somebody we know in common, just one degree of separation. And that's Baton Rouge. And that's what I love about it too, because it's a, it's a small town city. Uh, but you still have opportunity and you still have variety and you still have convenience. You also have, you know, kind of the the natural beauty too. So you, you get it all. You got to deal with the hurricanes and you yeah, got to deal with the that, humidity. And that's all part of it. But we're getting to the, the best season. Traffic, but. <laughs> traffic. Yes. That, I, that, I'm just, I'm reminding myself that when I'm sitting in traffic, if I have my kids in the car with me, it's opportunities to spend time together. It's bonding time. That's right. It's it's <laughs> 100%. It's the bonding time in the car. That's oh. the important part. <laughs> Remind me that every day. <laughs> so so for, for the final question, what can I do to help you? Oh, you know, I, I, this is one great thing, right? Help, help me get the word out. Um, not just to students, like hopefully maybe some parents are listening or some educators, um, but the local business community too, you know, how can they support us? Um, you know, we, we do have sponsorships available. Like we said, we have scholarships that we provide to make sure it's accessible to students. Um, you know, be a sponsor maybe you are a professional and can, give some time as a mentor. Maybe you have a story you want to share it as a guest speaker. You hopefully, I would imagine you have lots of listeners who are in this world and can get involved in some way and can help us spread the word so that we can continue to thrive as a program and serve students year over year over year and uh, end up with hundreds and hundreds of graduates who are going to impact not just our local industry and community and economy, but span out. And we'll have that person rule in the world. It'll come. Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll come through there. <laughs> it's just it, a matter of it's time. Gonna, it's going to happen. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll do what I can to help the program grow and continue. And Thanks. Maybe we can chat about some some time devotion and all that stuff as well. Yeah. So thank you so very much for appreciate coming on the it. show. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. I'm, now I'm I'm well versed in, you know, YEA and everything that's happening. It's very exciting stuff. Well, you'll have to come to. We have our CEO roundtable in January. We'll have our community pitch in March on our graduation in April. And those are all, you are welcome to come to all of Excellent. them. Excellent. I will, I will come where I'm allowed. Yeah, great. We'd love to have you. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so very much, Claire, it's for coming great. on the show. And thank you all, everybody else, for listening or watching whatever platform you are consuming this on. I really appreciate it. I know the guests do as well. If you are interested as a parent or you're interested as an educator or even you're a business owner, be sure to check out Young Entrepreneurs Academy of Baton Rouge. Reach out to them on all their social. I mean, they're on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, I think, mm-hmm. and Instagram, yep. and just reach out to them, even if through a DM or an email, and just say, hey, I'm interested. How can I help? I'm sure they would appreciate anything and everything that you can give them to not only make sure their program grows and just continues, but also your time is very valuable as a business owner. You've got stories. You've got lessons that you can teach these young minds, and maybe one day they'll be either a replacement for you and you can retire, or they'll be a great investment that can bring you in some revenue uh, later on down the road. So thank you all so very much. And thank you also to the two lovely sponsors that make this show possible, which is Falai Real Estate, a local real estate app developed right here in Baton Rouge. Barrett Blondo is doing wonderful things in the community. He is helping people achieve their dreams by allowing them to cut costs and you know save along the way. And also Government Taco. We just recorded our 100th episode over there. If you have not seen that episode, go check it out. The ambiance 
and just the aesthetics of that place is truly incredible. And they have, you know, their Thirsty Thursdays, which is happy hour all day, every every Thursday. They've got new tacos of the month. Go over there, talk to Jay to Cody right behind the bar or Slan Tacos. Tell them you heard about them on the Patty G Show and they'll be sure to take care of you. Thank you all so very much. This is the latest rendition of the Patty G Show, episode 101 with Claire from Young Entrepreneurs Academy. Y'all have a good one.